Hello and welcome to another episode of the TNC podcast. As always, I'm super excited to get stuck into another yellow and green conversation. 78 appearances, 14 goals, 0304 title winner. It's Damien Francis. Damien, hello. How are you, my friend? How's things going in your world? Hello and thank you for having me. Um, things are fine. Things are all good and happy to be here. Good man. Well, I'm pleased you're happy right now. I'm not sure you'll be happy by the end of this conversation because we've got a few uh, lively topics to, to cover with you, which I'm sure you'll be okay with. That's doing. what I'm here for. That's what I'm here. <laughs> you're Ask here for what you want. Uh, Ask what you want. I love that, mate. I love that. Um, I think we should kick things off by going back to the beginning, if that's okay. Um, obviously, we, we signed you from, from Wimbledon. 22nd of July, 03 was when it was official. Yeah. What was the feeling like for you at that point when you drove through the Colney gates for the first time and saw the stadium and saw the training ground? What was Damien Francis thinking back then? What people don't under, understand or know, actually, is that I, I nearly didn't sign for Norwich. Oh! Yeah, this is, this is a, nobody actually knows this. But what happened was um, Stoke came in to me. Right. So at the time, Tony Pulis was the manager, right? Oh. So he he called he called me, called my agent and said, look, I really want you, Damien. I want you to be my um, captain, et cetera, et cetera, all of the talk. I said, wow. oh, that sounds decent, you know what I mean? So I thought, let's go up and have a chat. So we drove up, um, me and my agent, to Stoke, this the, uh, the stadium, Britannia, isn't it? Britannia Stadium, yeah. um, how it normally works. My agent was doing like negotiations. We sort of agreed on um, numbers and stuff, you know, um, yeah, we read on numbers and Tony Pooley said, look, train with the boys and then we'll speak afterwards. I said, I said fine, okay. So I trained with the boys at the stadium, um, had a shower, went to the like um, board offices, wherever they were, um, my agent and, and the, the you know, negotiators of, of Stoke. My agent pulled me to one side and said, um, they really want to sign you, but the money is sort of, not what we agreed oh. yeah i said well why what, what's, what's up like do you know what i mean um he said I'm not actually sure yet but what do you want to do i said well i i need to i need to think about it do you know what i mean because you know it's a career we agreed and then didn't agree is a bit a bit fishy to me so anyway mm -hmm. didn't sign left stoke driving back down the m1 or m6 no m6 yeah, m6 whatever it was with my agent um tony Poulos is sort of hounding my agent saying like what's happening like come bring him back this is... we said look, look let him sleep on it and then we'll speak tomorrow right so in that in that on that drive we got a call from norwich wow saying saying look um yeah i think it was probably nigel Wellington calling my agent saying look um we, we would like we would like to sign you can you come up to see us whatever else my agent said yeah okay we can so we had a, had a conversation myself my agent said look Next day, let's go and see Norwich. I said, yeah, yeah, let's do that. That's, and so, you know, I, I knew Norwich because I'd played against them a long, um, quite a few times. Knew it was a solid club, but I hadn't obviously visited the town and the club, et cetera, et cetera. So the, literally the next, next, went to sleep. Next day, me and my agent went up to A11, <laughs> M11, A11, up to Norwich. But where did we go? We went straight to the training ground first. Yeah, straight to the training ground. Went through the gates and then got out of the car but, and I might I remember walking sort of past past the pitches because you have like 
amazing, immaculate pictures. And that, and that, for that, I was like, this is, I can see myself improving here, like okay. 100%, really impressed because at Wimbledon, the pictures weren't so good. And I'm putting it nicely, do you know what I mean? They're, they're very, um, shit. You're yeah, can I swear? Yeah, they're, they're very shit. <laughs> but, um, but, but, but that's my club, I loved it anyway, but yeah, sort of the contrast was, was like chalk and cheese, do you know what I mean? So that was my first impression of the training ground. And I was like, so inside I was like, yeah, this, this, this feels great. So again, I didn't train this time with the boys, but just started the negotiations yeah. and stuff. And uh, Nigel Worthing was you know, speaking to me about football, where I'd play, et cetera, et cetera. Um, getting to know each other. And then, um, yeah, my agent was doing the negotiations and then, you know, he came out and said, yeah, you know, we're, we're at the numbers that we, we sort of were, were wanting. Yeah. What do you think? And I was just like, no, I said, no, 100%, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to sign here. Really like it. Wow. Um, hadn't hadn't seen the stadium yet, but I didn't need to. I, I played it before, didn't I? I, mean, I didn't need yeah, to. I course. saw, you know, um, as I said, the, the the training ground is where you spend most of your time anyway. You already you train every single day, do you know what I mean? So it's a very important place. And and as I said, uh, coming from like Wimbledon, where it's not the best, to like the, those facilities, I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to improve and I know I'll be fine here and and I'm, I'm, I'm like all in, do you know what I mean? So, well, Damien, even if I take off my yellow and green glasses, I can tell you one thing for sure, my man, you made the right decision. Stoke versus Norwich, there's no comparison. <laughs> you, you made the right decision, 100%. But you know, you know yeah, exactly. But you, what, what actually happened, when we went to Stoke to play in that season, nobody knew, but the Stoke fans were booing me when I was on the wall. But but that was, I, I knew the reason, but nobody else knew the reason. Like, oh. literally, nobody knew. Do you know what I mean? But I was like, okay, they, they, they must have heard, like, through Tony yeah. Pulis that, you know, what happened. But, you know, it is what it did, is. Um, did Tony Pulis in his in his club shop give you any uh, give you any sort of, uh, any banter about it? Did he, did he give you any stick or not? I, had, I didn't speak to him afterwards, after I that. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't, sp- hadn't spoken to him afterwards. Just, you know, played against his teams. Yeah. Um, done well against them and just kept it professional. But I mean, yeah. it's no fault of my own. It just is what it is. It was, it was in course. the stars that I've come to Norwich. Just what it was. Of course. Well, that's an interesting way to to kick things off. And, and I think another interesting um, part of your story, Damien, is your first goal for Norwich City. I'm going to maybe rack your brains here. Against Wimbledon. Yeah, it was yeah. against your old club. And after yeah. it, it was in your fourth game for Norwich City against your old club. Yeah. And I want to know what goes to your head. Because, you know, I've listened to a couple of interviews you've done on other channels and stuff, and I know how much you love Wimbledon. And so yeah. to score against Wimbledon, what was going through your head at that point? Like, how did you feel scoring against them? Yeah, I, to be fair, I, I, I normally, like, when you score against your old club, we don't celebrate. But I, yeah. I, I celebrated. <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't hold in my, like, one, one score in my first goal for Norwich at yeah. home. Um, you know, scoring is obviously an incredible feeling anyway. Um, but, um, but I mean, remember my fine, like, makes teammates to fine about, about me celebrating and all that. But yeah, how, how did I feel? I mean, first and foremost, I was happy that we won, meaning Norwich were winning. Did I mean, I, I really kept it professional as I possibly, you know, could. Um, but obviously, after, after the game, it was like reflecting on it, I was like feeling a bit bad because I knew that the club was on a a sort yeah. of downward trajectory so it wasn't the, yeah. the best feeling on that side but ultimately I was happy to score 
and that's it. Fair enough. <laughs> you know? Fair enough. Yeah. I, I don't know how I don't know how players keep that emotion in. Like I don't know how they sort of keep it calm all the time. So fair yeah. play to you for, for for just celebrating. And and speaking of celebrating, Damien, there, there's a few games that I want to zoom in on with you because you played at Norwich City during an absolutely epic period for the football club where we managed to achieve things that, that we'd never achieved before. Yeah. Um, and, and I think a, a, an interesting game to kick things off on is is that game at, at Portaloo Road, at Ipswich Town. It was the first mm. time you played in the derby. It was the, it was the game where Leon McKenzie, who of course has come on this podcast just a few weeks back and um, and he scored two on his debut. What 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 was that game like playing against Ipswich Town with with all of that pressure on your shoulders? Mm. What was that occasion like for you? Um, it it was it it was very it was different it was different because I didn't really understand you know the rivalry not being from the area and stuff yeah. like that. But the, the build up to it was was different compared to other games. You see it in the local press, more people talking about it. So you got into it, do you know what I mean? Like 100%. Obviously the fans, when we arrived at Ipswich, were very, you know, hostile towards us and and which you expect. But um, but to actually come away with the win and make the whole city proud and, and, and you know, happy, it was incredible to see that, you know? And the, the actual game, yeah, for Leon and his, on his, um, his date, was it his debut? Yeah, it was his debut. Yeah, what a debut that is. <laughs> but um, but yeah, incredible two goals he scored, and and you know we, we were obviously um, you know happy to to have put so many smiles on people's faces, you know, and uh, and our our own as well. Of course, of course. And uh, another game that that I wanted to highlight, Damien, uh, relatively early on in your time at Norwich, and 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 Spud, who's a friend of the channel, went, "Oh, Damien Francis, make sure you ask him about that." game away at Rotherham right and I don't even remember this one it was a real seesaw game 1-0 Rotherham 2-1 Norwich 2-2 and there was a punch up in the tunnel as well the game ended 4-4 you scored the equaliser the away end was just absolute carnage what do you remember from from that game yeah it was an absolutely mad game and I think you know what it was during that season we had Within the team, we had this um, self-belief that we weren't going to lose. And even if we were losing in a game, we, would, we, we just had, without actually talking to one another, I think we just knew that we would come back and come back and come back yeah. in games. We, we were down in. So even though, we, you know, it was a seesaw of a game um, back and forth, we sort of still had the belief within the group that, you know, we could come back. But, yeah, I do remember... Um, that scoring that goal is like the last few minutes of the game, I think it was, and it came, it came out and I struck it with my left my left foot, I believe, with volley into the into the bottom um, hand side of the of the, the keeper's left, yeah, keeper's left, yeah. sorry. But it felt it felt like a win. <laughs> it's mad. It felt because I remember just running over to the fans because it was right in front of the fans as well, and they were you. I don't know if you were there, but they were going crazy. I was going crazy. The whole team. We're just like. <laughs> It's a, it's a, even though it drew like with, with um, Rotherham, yeah, which, which wasn't the, you know, we're Norwich, we're at the top really of the of league, but, you know, we should be beating them, but at the same time, it, it was like, it was a good draw, it was like a, yeah, it was a, an amazing draw to be a part of, do you know what I mean? And it just, it, the feel of it was, was, um, was a positive result, do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, and and there were there were many positive results that season, and and of course highlighting that 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 o three o four season. Um, we'll we'll talk about that team in quite some length because of course you've sent in your your best Norwich City eleven, which we'll go through in in just a minute in quite some detail, Damien. But yeah. I, I want to ask you if you remember, we actually secured promotion that season in 03-04 mathematically, but we weren't actually playing. So it was the it was the game against Sunderland and they actually lost to Crystal Palace, which then meant we'd, we'd mathematically secured promotion. I've got this vision of you, Damien. I know you've told me off air before we started of you sipping an Earl Grey tea as we saw <laughs> your promotion on the sofa. Where were you? What were you doing? And, and how did you feel at that point when we managed to get ourselves into the Premier League? Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to actually rewind back to like around Christmas time of that Ooh, season, yeah. actually, because, on, because I had a conversation with, um, at the time, like Clint Easton. I don't know if you remember him, but Clint yes. Easton was like my, my mate I, I speak to quite a lot. But we had a conversation when we, I think we were rooming together. And at the time, we were saying, we're up. We, we, we had, we were set up. They said, we're up. We're winning the league. Like, that's the conversation me and him had. I didn't oh, have no. it with, with any other players, I don't think. But me and him said, like, we're up, aren't we? I said, yeah, we're up. 100% we're up. So in my mind, we're up already. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, obviously we had, like, a great chunk of the season to go. But I, I we had played probably most of the most of the clubs by then. Do you know what I mean? So I knew, I saw the league, what it was. And no, you know, wasn't any need to fear anybody. Do you know what I mean? And I just knew we had the capabilities of winning it. But to, to forward to your question, I was... Uh, yeah, I was in I was in my apartment in um I used to live next to like um Wary Road. <laughs> I can say yeah. Wary Road, yeah. Next yeah. to the right next to the station. Yeah. Uh, the stadium, sorry, right yeah. the stadium. And um I was watching I think I was watching Sky and it, you know, it was just sort of result and stuff like that. And I think um got a few phone calls from a few of the boys saying, Well, you know, like obviously, you know, congratulations, whatever else it was buzzing, it's like are we going out or are we not? Or like <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we doing? Like I think um, because it was, was midweek, wasn't it? I think it was mid. Uh, was it midweek game that? The, uh, I, I can't remember whether it was midweek yeah. or weekend. Yeah, I, th- I think it was midweek because I was so we had training the next day, so I couldn't. We couldn't really do oh, much. You know what I mean? But um, but no, of course, an incredible feeling, um, and it's a strange feeling because the season's still to play. Do you know what I mean? We still had a couple games left. But, of course. Um, but, Damien, um, Damien, did you end up in Mercy nightclub that night, or, or was was that perhaps a couple of nights after that? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say probably a couple of nights after that. Yeah, okay. that, 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 okay. that night. I mean, as I say, I think we're training the next day, so I didn't. You know, yeah. we didn't really get the green light to go and um, <laughs> have a few that night. But mm-hmm. um, but no, so I, I, I um had to bide my time for Mercy. <laughs> but, of but I'm sure you ended up in there uh, because then, of, of course, a few days later, once promotion was mathematically secured, uh, it, it was party time at Vicarage Road. We, when we went to Watford, you scored the first goal in, in a 2-1 win. Uh, and that was just, I mean, that away day was just, it was just chaos. And I'm, I'm sure that that day, that night, there was a few beers on the bus on the way back, surely. After, after the Watford game? Yeah. Yeah, I believe. I think so. I think so. I think I remember that. What that was the game? It was roasting hot that day. Yeah, I remember we we started off really sluggish. I think uh, maybe it was the heat sapping away at us. I don't know. It's like ridiculously hot. And um, <laughs> I just remember one 
Yeah, we started the game really slow. I was like, my legs are so heavy. I don't know what it was. And then I remember um, Nigel Werbett and just shout, like, screaming, like, get going, come on, Dave. Like, shout, like, shout at me, though. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> It kind of, it kind of, it kind of worked a little bit, like jogged yeah. me into like, okay, you know, let me get going actually, and then like, I think two minutes after that, I scored, so I was like, okay, you, you can be quiet now. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, I mean, yeah, on the way back from there, I, I don't remember us having like mad, you know, party on the bus, or whatever else, but I think yeah. we, may, we may have had a few. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Good. What what was your relationship like with Nigel Worthington, Damien? Because we've had. As I say, we've had Leon McKenzie on recently. We've had Malky Mackay on as well, one of your former teammates. And they both right. said that he had a headmaster vibes about him. And w- would you agree that, that he had that sort of aura of um, being quite a strict taskmaster? How did you get on with Nigel? Um, he, he, he was like black. He's like day and night. Okay. He'd, be like, he'd be like jokey with you, like... In in a one in one second, and then the next minute he'd be like shouting at you. You know what I mean? It, it's, there wasn't any sort of in between with him. But at the same time, I think for me he was he was, he was professional. I, I, he, he, I think he improved me as a player as well. I've got to say that. Um, so all I liked is is um, his training sessions, how he wanted to play. You know what I mean? Like on that side. But yeah, him personally, he was he was very much a. Um, yeah, a, a sort of headmaster teacher kind of. Everyone has to sort of abide by, you know, how he wants things, whatever else. But yeah. that, that was that was his that was his um, his way. But you know, towards I mean, yeah, me me and him got on fine. We got on fine. I was you know yeah. professional with him, and and he was with me. But towards the end, we didn't. To be fair, but you know, it's, okay. It's, it's, mm. Well, let's quickly go into that then, Damien. Let's do it in a funny order. So at the end. Why didn't you get on well? What was the fallout? What was said to who and to when and, and why? Talk me, open open up about that. Open up about it, okay. I'm not so, letting you get away with it, Damien. <laughs> um, where do I start? Well, it was around, I mean, during the Prem season, they, um, when I say they, Norwich were offering me a new deal, a new contract. Okay. And, um, and I, and I was happy to sign a new contract with them. So we negotiated. It wasn't really to the the level that I wanted mm-hmm. per se, but as I said, I was happy, happy at the very happy, at, happy at the club um, in, in in improved terms. All, all that, it's all good. So ended up signing, and he he, but, you know, he was calling me nice, nice to me. Say look, because during during the um, negotiations, I was sort of it was taking a bit. It's taking a bit of time, put it that way. It's taking a bit of time, you know what I mean? And so for it to go over the line, I think the club called him to call me to sort of, you know, reassure me and what's up, is there any problems, et cetera, et cetera. So he was being like, like so nice to me, do you know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, no, he, he's, he really wants me here. You know, I felt wanted. So signed anyway. Um, and, then, and then the season sort of went how it went. Um, and we got relegated towards the end. And it sort of went sour, didn't it? Because obviously the results, you know, mm-hmm. went away. And then the, you know, the, the hammering that we got at the end with, with that last game. And it just, the whole vibe of it was, you know, it was, you know, that particular defeat was embarrassing. Do you know what I mean? As a professional to go through that type of game in your career is like, mm-hmm. you know, you just want to hide. Do you know what I mean? You don't even feel like you're a professional with that type of 
some type of um, result. But anyway, me, me and him, yeah, me and him, um, the club got relegated. I wanted to stay in a Premier League like most players do. Um, and I had a few offers to stay in a Premier League. Okay. But, um, and it wasn't anything on Norwich as a club at all, because as I said, it was wonderful. I was happy there. Yeah. But it's a short career and I'm a Premier League player at the end of the day. My abilities show that. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm an ambitious person. So, so, um, what am I trying to say? <laughs> so, yeah, me, me, me and Nigel, yeah, me and, me and Nigel, um, sort of start, started to, he started to talk in the press. That's what happened. Yeah, sorry, I got to it. He started yeah. talking to local press about yeah. me, different yeah. things, what I, what, what, I, what I was doing, which I, what I wasn't doing. He was trying to tell, like, down in tools, really wanting to leave. It, like, really bad mouth for me in the press. Yeah. And, and, and I, didn't, I didn't appreciate that at all because he just he didn't come to me and, and it was a lie. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm a, I, I was training hard still, et cetera, et cetera, even though the situation was a situation. But I, I, I remember vividly we had a preseason game um, against Inter Milan at, at Carrow Road, and and I wasn't playing in, in the in the preseason games really because you know the situation between me and him and the club wasn't the best. Yeah. But I was on the bench that day. Then I came on half time. Yeah, I came in at half time, and you know the whole every time I, I'd get on the ball, the whole stadium was booing me. But I knew the reasons why, because in the press, he was slating me. Do you know what I mean? But it kind of, that did hurt me, to be honest with you. But, but anyway, I'm, I'm a professional. I, to, I was getting on the ball, playing my game, et cetera, et cetera. Even the, the whole stadium was like, boo, every, every single time. And I remember Martins, uh, is it Martins? I don't know if you know Martins. Remember Martins, he played for um, Inter Milan, that striker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, he came up to me during games. game. He said, what, what's that, Francis? What's, why, why, what's happening? I was like, oh, because... Um, me, the manager's been talking shit in the press. He's just like, oh man, don't worry, keep going, keep going. I was like, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. But, but um, anyway, after that game, we went back into the change room. Everyone's sitting down, like really quiet, very quiet change room. First thing Nigel says was, Damien, you've done excellent in that game. I have to tip your hat, even though the um, stadium were, were against you. You had, you had the courage to get on the ball. You're playing your game, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm -hmm. Like, like heaping praise on me, but it, I don't understand how I was so mad. I was heated. Like, mad. I didn't say a word, but I wanted to like punch his lights out. To be honest with you, I did. I did. I was, I was, I was like almost like on the verge of tears. Do you know what I mean? Because him is like contradicting what he said in the press and then praising oh. me after that. I was like, are you serious? You're actually going to praise like you, you, you a hole. That's what I felt like saying. Did I mean? But I didn't. I didn't say anything. And I remember a few of the boys sort of looking at me like, because they knew that I was like mad, mad. But look at my face, probably like mad pissed. But um, but anyway, that that it was what it was. I didn't say anything to him. Didn't even look wow. at him. And then I don't. I don't think we even talked after that. To be honest. And then, and then yeah. Fascinating. I, well, I appreciate you opening up about it, Damien, because I think it's one of those things. I was going to ask you at the end anyway, but it's, it was interesting to to know what happened. And I'm obviously sorry that you had to go through that, you know. No, that, you don't be sorry at all. It is, it is what it is. As I said, it's football. It's fo football's cyclical. Yeah. Like, these things ha happen and they're yeah. going to happen again. Do you know what I mean? But but fan, fans and people are not in football clubs. You don't really... There's so many 
different intricacies that are going on. Do you know what I mean? That you wouldn't even know. This is the realize. thing. We didn't know what had gone on at that at that time. Mm. Let's then let's go back to the happy memories quickly. <laughs> let's go back to that promotion campaign, uh, Damien, because in that run in. So obviously, I've already mentioned. Um, you, you scoring away at Watford. Um, mm. You also scored uh, the second goal. It was an absolutely brilliant finish at, at Carrow. It was 3-2 um, against Preston. Um, and, and then, of course, as well, I think it was away at Crewe as well. You, that you, were, you, you scored as well. But I want to ask you about this. This moment when you've secured promotion and yes. you're on that open-top bus and you're just going through... Norwich City Centre. There was fifty thousand people in the wow. city that day. You know, I was one of them as a kid with my <laughs> yellow and green face paint, probably with my, <laughs> my yellow and green clowns hat on, clapping nice. and cheering your cheering your name. How did it feel? How did it feel? Like, were you? Could you believe that? You're, I know that you'd said that you knew that you were going to do it, but when you're yeah. on the open top bus and you're looking at all of these fans that are just in absolute awe of you, yeah. That that feeling just must be indescribable. Yeah, it is. It, it was incredible, actually, to, because it's not very. It's, it's very to win win something in in a footballer's career is actually not an easy task. Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. at all. There's so many quality quality players. Top players have never actually won anything in their life, in their career. Sorry, um, you know, because it just it just shows that it's not that easy. So to actually win. Um, the league, and how we did, and how we, how we, yeah, how how we did, and to, but it, it, yeah, it was an incredible day, and the scenes were amazing. But I think for me, my take is it's amazing to make other people happy. Did I mean the whole yeah, like, seeing all the face, the happy faces? Did I mean that's what that's what sort of I um, I kept inside me? Did I mean is is the feeling of like making the whole town sort of happy, do you know what I mean? And come together and that and having that feel of like, you know, everybody in the town sort of happy and proud of the team and and Norwich as as, as a as a city. Do you know what I mean? So I see it more like that. And it, of course as, as for me it is incredible to actually, you know, win um get a medal as well and all of that. But like as a as a professional, like we won, but I was always thinking about like the Premier League now. Like I'm, I was already mentally preparing for the next season. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's how I was sort of in my mind. Damien, I haven't I can't believe I've not mentioned this. And for and for the people that are listening, you'll have to tune into the YouTube version to 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 witness this. Damien, I've not even mentioned this mm. Premier League Norwich City shirt that you've got. Oh. <laughs> it's an absolute belter. It's the away strip that season, isn't it? That, yeah. That's a green striped number. Yeah. Um, I mean, talk talk me through that. You you must have liked uh, to to wear the Norwich City shirts for you to still have some. Yeah, no, I've got that. To be fair, one thing about the Norwich like gear was always decent. You know what I mean? So <laughs> this, this, is my, <laughs> this is one. It's one of my favourite um, Norwich strips. This one, I like. I like I like this away one. Um, and uh, we, we had a talk about it like previously, myself and you, about me wearing a wearing a Norwich Norwich top. Which I, which I was happy to have it to oblige to, and yeah, this is this is like one of the match warm ones, and with my name on the back and all that. So, so no, nice. um, Damien, give us Damien, give us a twelve. Let's see the name and number on oh. the back, please. Then if you can, oh, you look at that, France <laughs> twenty, superb. And, and <laughs> you have you have kindly agreed to um 
to, to giving that one away to a lucky winner in a competition, haven't you? So thank you. I have. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Whoever, you know, the competition that you put out there, I'll um, sign this, this top with their name on it to them, 100%. You heard it here first, a piece of Norwich City heritage. I'll let you know the competition details uh, after this show. It will be on our Talk Norwich City social media account. So, Damien, you've sent us your best Norwich City 11. And I'm looking yeah. at this Norwich City 11 and I'm thinking, my God, the players in this team are yeah. just phenomenal. Like, we're talking about absolute Norwich City legends in this team for so many reasons. And... I, I guess we should just go through it now, uh, player by player. And of course, we should we should start with with the man in between the sticks, Robert Green. What was he yeah. like, the goalkeeper? As a pro, like you never until you actually move to a club and and train with players day in day out, you don't know how good like the players actually are until if, if that makes sense until you actually with them every single day playing against them shooting against them or yeah you know it, it, and so with, with Greeny it was only when I got to Norwich and was training to that I saw that how you know what level he was at um and yeah he's an incredible player he, he would he's one of them keepers that you know that, that, I, I, we would have like a shooting practice for example and I'd blast, blast the ball as hard as I possibly could and it would like strike his head and he just wouldn't move, his head just, and his head wouldn't move. He'd just, and he'd just be like a statue. But yeah, just like, like it's nothing. I'm just like, that didn't hurt, like in my mind. But it's just like, it's normal for him. So he, he was, no, he was incredible, incredible. Amazing, incredible I love that. And, and, and take us through this back four, Damien. You've got Mark yeah. Edworthy, you've got Craig Fleming, Malky Mackay, a, a man that we've had on the podcast just last week, and Adam mm -hmm. Jury. Talk me through that that back four and and, um, and and what you thought of those guys as as, as players to have protecting that, that goalkeeper. Yeah, that, that back four, is, it's like a well-oiled machine, that back four. They're sort of, they're, they're all good um, communicators. And and they had had a really they worked well as a unit I, I think during that season. Um, obviously, Malky's a good talker. Flem to Adam as well, but not as much as the other two. But Ed, um, Eddie as well was like a really good talker, experienced as well. So no, they they, they were incredible back four to um, play in front of. Um, mm. I, I would say m myself and Gary Holt protected them very well at times as well. So, <laughs> but um, no. Nah. No, they would say that. <laughs> you would say, and I guess a word, a word on Gary Holt. I mean, he's got the nickname Three Lungs for a reason, right? He was yeah. just a machine. He just went and he went and he went, and he was absolutely everywhere. What was it like playing with someone like? Because for me, Damien, from you know watching yourself in in the Upper Barclay back in the day when I when I was sitting there. Yeah. I remember Gary, Gary Holt almost sitting a bit deep to almost allow you the license to, to, to get forwards and, and to, to make those those attacking through balls, to have those shots on goal. How important was Gary Holt for that, that team that secured promotion that year? Yeah, he was very, very important. And I think myself and him had a good understanding because he was, he was the type of player that like I knew he had my back. So if I missed one or I, I needed him to get back into place, for me, he will cover me, and but he knows that I will do that for him as well. Do you know what I mean? Because I could run as well, yeah. probably not as, as much as him, but I mean, you know, we worked well and had a good understanding. Um, so no, he he was he was he was integral to you know obviously the whole team, and and as I said, yeah, like I say, he could run you know forever.
Amazing. And I agree, obviously. Let's talk about these wide positions. A man that we don't have mentioned often enough, actually, is, is, is Cooper. So I'm yeah. interested to hear your, your thoughts on him. And of course, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Huckabee. I mean, some words on those two wingers? Yeah. Um, Cooper, he wasn't, I think, if I'm right, he was. He came on loan, I believe, mm. for, for, for a little period. But I, I knew Coops from before. Um, he was at Wimbledon with me for a little bit. Um, so I sort of knew more about him than maybe Norwich fans. Yeah. So when he came to Norwich, I was, I was happy because I, I knew what type of player he was. And I, not only for me, but for the whole team. You know what I mean? He can add a lot. He was a very intelligent player. Lovely left foot. Can see a pass. It's sort of like a matter type player. Mm. Um, that's similar ilk of player um so yeah so he, he was he was a, a such a nice player to play with because you know you can give him the ball and it you know his football brain is very very intelligent um no hux was hux is hux hux is obviously the norwich legend you know and he's that is that for a reason you know um is that for a reason because when he came to the team he he sort of change the dynamic of it i think because he's the type of player who can he can he can he can give him the ball and he'll run 20 30 yards with the ball himself to get the whole team up the pitch you know what yeah. i mean and that's not an easy thing to do of course he's got, he's got incredible pace but with his guile and his tricks and his you know his ability he could do that so it's almost like let's give hucks the ball and then he'll do what he needs to do and then we can all squeeze up do you know what i mean so um now he was a, a pleasure to play with and, and, and such a nice guy too of course, and and let's talk about these top two now, Lil Mackenzie, and and uh, we, and and of course, I mean that's a very obvious one. And you know, Crouchy is a player that we don't often see in these Norwich City best 11s. And what was what was Peter Crouch like, first of all, to play with? But and uh, what was he like behind the scenes as well? Because he was quite young at the time when he came to Norwich, wasn't he? He was, yeah, he was young. I knew I knew Crouchy from when he was uh, um, he started at Tottenham when he was like a youngster. Yeah. So when I was in a youth team at Wimbledon, he he was even though he's, he's like a year or two years younger than me, but he was playing in he was playing up a few years. So yeah, I'd, I'd play against him, but he was you know skinnier than he was when he was a pro. Do you know what I mean? So you can imagine how how um how thin he was, but his technical ability and his ability was you know second to none. His quality mm. even back then. So um so when he came to Norwich, yeah, I, again, he's one of them players. I was like, he's going to add so much to us and. He, I knew how good he was, um, and him as a him as a person, it was it was, it was such a he's a funny guy, very funny. How you see him, probably you know he's on online and stuff like that now. Yeah, is how he was like off the pitch as well. Do you know what I mean? Even back then. So, but um, but no, he he brought a lot. Um, obviously, very good in the air mm. and on the deck. He can you know he can play like he can play very very intelligent player, very intelligent. And that man, Leo McKenzie, as well. I mean, an absolute powerhouse, right? Leo, you don't understand how strong that 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 that, that boy, man, whatever he is, is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's incredibly strong. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I I didn't know until again playing with somebody, um, training with them, and seeing them. You know how strong they actually are. Do you know what I mean? Because he's not he's not like the biggest of like massive um, of build, but. I don't know where he get, gets that strength from. Probably his boxing background or whatever. But yeah, no, I, me I remember being in the gym as well. They had a speedball in the gym, like one of them boxes. Is that what they called? Speedballs? You no, know, them speed yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, them ones. Yeah. So he 
being in Germany, be like that. Like, yeah, you're right. They like just looking away. Like, just, like <laughs> I, I was like, I'd, I'd, I'd have a go. Like, maybe do one or two at a time. But he's just like, like yeah, yeah, incredible. yeah. But but nah, he's um, he was a, was a great signing, of course. Scored a lot of crucial goals, and um, yeah, is a, is a, is my friend as well at Norwich. I feel a bit awkward. I must I must admit, Damien, I do feel a bit awkward bringing up Leon. You've mentioned it a couple of times, and that's because we, and, and I have to be brave with you. I really want to sort of, uh, I guess, address uh, the, the gossip, the, the rumours. Um, uh, of course, uh, there was a, an interesting moment between you and Leon McKenzie. Various rumours flying around on social media. He actually confirmed on social media after coming on our podcast that he'd broken your cheekbone. Can you sort of talk through your relationship with Leon McKenzie and, and how that happened, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the rumor actually. So the rumor, even at the time, yeah, at the time, I don't know where I heard it, but it was like I slept with his wife. That was the actual rumor. Yes, it was, yes, yeah. it was. And and it was it's funny because Leon was having problems in his marital, you know, I can say yes. that, having personal problems. No, he said that, he said that himself. Oh, he did. Oh, okay, yeah. I can say it then, yeah. Well, I said yeah. it already, but <laughs> he was having problems in his, in his um, marriage. So yes. he, he was actually staying with me in my, in, my, in my flat at Norwich. So we were driving in together. Really? So, yeah, ask it. Well, I don't know if he brought it up, but yeah, he was staying you're with not, me. You were actually like really good mates. Yeah, he, he, was staying, he was staying with me. I don't know how long he stayed with me for. But he stayed, he stayed with me. So we were driving to training together, yeah. you know, have, have lunch together afterwards, go back to my place, whatever else. And so I can't remember exactly, like, how long he stayed with me, but it didn't matter. I was just like, well, stay however long you need, you know what I mean? Oh, that's no nice. That's good. But, um, but, yeah. But, but yeah, we, we had a training session, and we both went up for a header. Um, and in training, you don't normally, like, use your elbows, to, but... That day, for example, you know, he's a strong guy, clumsy. It's a clumsy challenge. <laughs> but anyway, he's, he's used his elbow full whack, and it's Leon's elbow, not just a normal elbow. You can imagine, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> smacked, smacked me straight into my um, cheekbone. Yeah. And it just, it probably heard like a big crack, maybe, do you know what I mean? But straight away, I just, the pain was just like unbelievable. Yeah. So I ended up um, running into the, into the treatment room straight, straight away. Yeah, Leon, Leon was obviously like sympathetic and said sorry, you know, afterwards. Where I was just like, it's what it is. But, but, um, but anyway, yeah, I broke my cheekbone in, in training. Um, had a scan, had a scan on it and stuff. Um, in yeah, in Norwich, you know, had a scan. Went to um, a specialist after the scan to uh, after confirmation that it was actually broken. And the specialist was saying, yeah, um, we're gonna have to put like a a plate into your face and this and that, whatever else. And at the time, yeah, at the time I was like, the actual surgeon, I, I didn't like, I didn't like his vibe because I, he was talking about like carving up my face and putting, I didn't, just didn't like the talk. So when I, at the time, the, the, the physio, Reynolds, um, Fridge, we call him Fridge, I don't know if you remember. Yeah, but yeah, Fridge, yeah. <laughs> Fridge, um, I said, look, I, he, he said, um, we'd like to see, I have another con consultation with somebody else. I said, yeah, please. So we went down to London had another consultation with someone else, and um, and he said, we, we, "You don't need any plates at the moment. We're gonna lift. We're gonna we go in. We lift the bone. It will set itself, but it takes like four to six weeks, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. I was like, "Well, that sounds a bit more like it, you know what I mean?" Because that one sounded like a butcher like, it's like half <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so um, really, whilst all this is happening, 
Mm. I guess I want to ask you, like, how did you get through those rumours and allegations? And especially yeah. while Leon is literally with, like, li I never knew that he was living with you at the time. So, like, yeah. how did you deal with that? No, no me, me and Leon literally were laughing about it. Like, literally. Really? Up to the, up, in fact, the other day, I woke up, woke up to a WhatsApp from him. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a screenshot of, of, of some, some guy, like a, a fan saying, um, you know, still wanting to know what's happening with, like, do you know what I mean? You, no, that's what he said. You didn't address your, your, your time with, you know, what happened with Damien Francis, with, yes. with your wife and Damien Francis, and the third, like, do you know what I mean? And well, right. we're just like, like laughing emojis to each other. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's well, look, we've addressed it now. We've addressed it now. I must admit, when you said uh, what you'd said, I gulped and I was like, oh my God, are we about to get cancelled? So I'm pleased. <laughs> Please to put that 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 rumor to bed, Damien. And um, as I say, what what a team that was from back to front. Let's quickly get this on screen one more time. I mean, yeah. just an absolutely amazing team, Damien. My, my question for you, and I guess this is linked to the 0304 season. I've been thinking long and hard about how Norwich City teams have got promoted that season. And when we had Malky Mackay on last week. He described that team as, as a team of real men. I'm not sure what that meant, but I think he meant a team of really strong, experienced, uh, blokey blokes, dare I say. Uh, maybe maybe players that didn't take any real nonsense. And, and the thing that I then researched is that I, I didn't realise that you were one of five players um, that season. Um, so it was yourself, it was Gary Holt, it was Robert Green, it was Fleming and Malky. You'd played over 41 games. So, oh, really? So, 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 so do you think that it was just it, Nigel Worthington kept such a consistent team? Or what was the magic that, that, that meant we got promotion that season? I, I think, I think we, we, were, we were lucky that we didn't have any massive injuries that year. True, well, true. You know what I mean? So we could have a settled team that were actually performing on a consistent basis. And when you have that, of course, it's the best, the best, situation because everybody knows and knows each other's game we've got an understanding more uh, more and more each game do you know what I mean and um and I think in that season we could rely I think we just could rely on each other do you know what I mean and and and, and as I said the feeling within the group was was really good even down to you know we had good youngsters as well coming through every everyone was sort of on the same path do you know what I mean and um and yeah I mean I, I can I can see where he's coming from when he says about like you know men yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I, w I wouldn't have messed with that with it with any of you. I wouldn't even. I, mean, <laughs> I would have been scared to ask for your autograph. To be honest, you're absolute machine back then. So, so we get promoted. We get to the Premier League, and it was difficult. It was a difficult season. But we'll talk about a good moment to begin with. If I show you this image, Damien, do you know the game that this is from? Uh, I believe that is that Middlesbrough. Yes, it is. You scored. Yes, you scored again. And by the way, another four-all game. Yeah, love a four-all. I, mean, I don't know what it is with you and and, and high-scoring games, which we'll <laughs> mention in a minute. Um, four-four. I mean, it was carnage that day, wasn't it? You scored the opener, of course. Adam, uh, we we went behind massively. Adam Drury of all people scored the yeah. equaliser. The the stands were just going crazy. What what were your memories of of that day? Because that that was a brilliant Middlesbrough team as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a really good Middlesbrough team. I think they had, yeah, they had like um, Gareth Southgate, 
in that team. They had uh, yeah, another loads of top players in that yeah. in that team. I can't remember exactly every, everybody, but yeah, yeah the top top team. Um, but I think yeah, it's a mad 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 game um, to be involved in. But when you when you have, when you're involved in the type of games in the prem, it, it's it's good to have those results because you know that you can you can compete. You know what I mean? That's what we were there there to do: compete to stay in the league. You know, so it, it, we could we could um, hold our heads up high with that performance, even though you know we. We came back. We came back very well in in that game, anyway. So, one sorry. Um, no, yeah, it's a it's a positive um, result and performance. But um, but yeah, the atmosphere afterwards was like a again like a, it's a draw, but like a a good, really good draw. That's like you know, left you feeling good afterwards. I want to ask you about your 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 feelings after another game as well, Damien, because if you remember, we had a horrific start to that season, a really bad start, and it took us so long to win our first game. I think if it if memory serves me right, it was like 14 games or something it took us to 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 win a game. But when we did win our first game, yeah. it was Southampton away. We won two one, and you scored both of the goals. If you remember, and um, how was how was that moment? Like, did you must did you feel relief or like was it like oh we're gonna stay up comfortably or like what were you thinking at that point it was relief for sure it was massive relief you know not only for myself but for the whole team the whole stadium that we actually could do it because what happens is is that the longer the season goes on without winning you start it starts like you know niggling in the back of your head is when is this win ever going to come do you know what i mean we know it's going to come of course but you just never, you know, you just want it to come sooner, sooner rather than later. So for it to happen, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a huge relief and, and I was happy to obviously score to help the team. I don't understand that that season, Damien, because I look at that team and the players that we had and the spirit of the season before when we comfortably won the league Um and of course, I have to ask you, it's very much the elephant in the room. I have to ask you about the the worst result, in my opinion, of my lifetime. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that was that that huge loss to, to Fulham away from home at, at Craven Cottage. Yeah. Um, the thing that I don't get, Damien, which I need you to help me make sense of, mm-hmm. is that we'd won four of our previous six games before that. I think we only had to draw, if memory serves me right there, to, to, to stay up and... Mm. You know, the, the conversation is that the, the tools were downed and that the players did give up. But what's your response to that? Make it make sense to the Norwich fans because we still don't understand to this day how that team didn't get a result against Fulham. I'll try and make sense of it um, as best as I can. But I mean, I can't even make sense of it fully because right. because some... Football's a strange sport, right? Do you know what I mean? We never stepped onto that pitch thinking, right, let's not perform. Let's get hammered 6-0. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was a part of our cycle just like, okay, we know what we need to do. Let's go and do it. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And perform. To come out with that type of resolve, one, is it's embarrassing for, as I said, for a professional to, to be yeah. you know, in, in, involved in that and on a day that we desperately need you know, a result. I can't even. I, I don't know the reasons. Do you know what I mean? I, I wish. I wish I could give you like. Damien, you need to help. 
then you need, to, you, you need to help me find closure because I wasn't the, the only one that was crying in the stands that day. I was literally yeah. crying because I just... Like, listen, listen, I, I still, I still, that, like, that, that game still, it's still a stain in my, in my, in my, in my memory. Do you know what I mean? For, yeah. my career, it's like, it's, it's definitely the worst I've felt um, mm. after a game, for sure. Um, and... And I'm uh, sorry, I'm taking time to think about how I was feeling at that time. Did I mean during the game and before the game? And um, I, I remember actually one one thing with me personally, I had a, I had a, a foot a foot injury that uh, that Nigel Worthington asked me to sort of play through. Oh, um, so I wasn't I wasn't my person like me personally. I wasn't 100 myself. Do you know what I mean? Um, right. I'm not justifying my performance for for just that. Because you know that's there's no excuse for that. I just didn't turn up either. I was part of it. Um, so, but I'm just saying it's how how it was, you know. Um, but yeah, so sorry to the fans that you know obviously <laughs> let them down massively. Do you know what I mean? And and it's just a shocking day to, to be fair. So all I can all I can do is apologise and say. Well, it know. wasn't it wasn't just your fault, David. But... I know, but I'm just saying I apologise for my for my. I, I played a part, right? So do you know what I mean? I take responsibility for well, it. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it massively. I want to ask you maybe a bit of a difficult question now, David. I mean, maybe it's a bit personal to you. Maybe it isn't. When, when I when I told my mates that I had the opportunity to interview you on the Talk Neurosity podcast, the overriding reaction was, oh, my God, he was so underrated. And so my, my question to you is, did you feel valued at Norwich City? Did you feel understood? Did you feel respected? Did you feel the support from the fans? Because of course then at, at the end we were booing you. So I want to ask you like how did you how did you feel as a player when you were at Norwich City? How did I feel as a player? Um no I I I, I had full confidence in my ability irrespective mm. of the circumstances you know um and that's that's always been my sort of mindset throughout my career. You know, I, I know what football's like. So the fans booing me, they're booing me for a re I know the reason, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it's not, I, don't, I didn't take it personally, personally uh, against the fans at all because, you know, the whole time I was there, they were, they were, you know, amazing to me. Do you know what I mean? They really took to me, I took to them and took to the whole whole city, you know? So. I didn't. I didn't take that personal when when I was getting booed because, as I said, it's all night, all down to Nigel Worthington, you know, manipulating, being manipulating the um, through the press, you know, yeah, through the press. So, so I understood that. But um, was I understood? You know, I, I hope. I hope. I, I as I say, my I hope my stay at Norwich. I put smiles on people's faces. You know, turned out a few decent performances, and you know, I, I did a good job for the club, and that's and that's the main thing, you know. If you, I guess another question then, Damien, is if that game at Fulham had gone how it should have gone and we yeah. just simply got a draw, yeah. <laughs> do you think you would have stayed at Norwich? Did you want to stay at Norwich? Did you did you want to maybe move on to, to bigger things than Norwich City? Or do you think hypothetically you would have stayed longer at Norwich if we had survived? Um, I possibly could have stayed. Possibly could have stayed. I mean... I, I personally think that towards the back end of the season, yeah, as I said, towards the back end of the season, myself and Norwich, and, no, Norwich, myself and Nigel Worthington, as, for whatever reason, we, yeah, we weren't really gelling like we were previously. For mm -hmm. what, well, I, can't, I said I can't put a, 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 a finger, a, 
Yeah, reason on it right now of why that was, but you know, we weren't really gelling, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And that's the, the general feeling, irrespective of in the Prem or Championship, do you know what I mean? It just is what it is, um, or was what it was. But um, it was a long time ago, so it's hard for me to say exactly what it was and what the reasons were. But would I have stayed? Potentially, yeah, potentially. But, you, you know, I'm never going to know. But, uh, you know, I, had, I, I did have other, other options that, you know, there were, you know, talks in the air and stuff like that that were, you know, I could have moved on. But, you, you know, I'd never know. Damien, you, you are speaking to literally thousands of Norris City fans now. And, like, I guess it would be a great opportunity for you to address them um, from, you know, directly. What would you say to the Norwich fans that supported you, that celebrated your important goals, in, in particularly in that promotion campaign, um, and also the fans that, that potentially booed you at the end? What would you what would you say to the to the Yellow Army listening and, and watching around the world right now? Oh, I think I think um, equally the fans that booed me or didn't boo me or cheered me, whatever. Like, thank you. That's all. You know, thank you. You know, as I, I said, I had two wonderful years at Norwich, and as a city, I think they embraced me as a person and as a player. And I just went out onto the pitch to try my best each and every, literally each and every game I played. You know, um, even the Fulham one, even though it might not look like it, <laughs> but <laughs> even that one, you know. So. Um, so no, my 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 um, message is to say like thank you, um, and you know you, you embraced me into the city. So you know I'm forever forever indebted to you. Well, mate, I I appreciate you saying that, and uh, I will say thank you on behalf of the the Norwich City fans. You know directly to you. I enjoyed watching you play for Norwich City. Um, you know a box to box midfielder that took no nonsense, that wasn't afraid to take a shot. I think that's so. It's almost old-fashioned now to see a midfield yeah. take a shot from distance we have it to is, yeah. you got take a attacker into the back of the net it has you yeah. know i like the fact you just had a pop from pop shot from it from, from the outside of the box and i i loved watching you play so so thank you so much for everything that, oh, thank you for norwich city damien what are you up to now damien well you mentioned to me before that you're um you're starting did you say it was a newsletter what's that all about <laughs> yeah you know you know what it is it's it, like when I was a child, I was I was a real football geek. Yeah, yes. like I, I'd watch like matches day. I don't know if you know about um, Saints and Greavesy. You ever heard of Saints and Greavesy? You're probably a bit younger uh, to know about that. But anyway, but yeah, my, <laughs> my, my older viewers would know about Saints and Greavesy. Every Saturday, okay. there's like two um, Scottish players, Scottish guys, ex-players. Yeah. Um, and and they had a show Saints and Greavesy every Saturday morning. And I, I used to take them every single Saturday and watch them, and then watch matches of day that evening. And I've got like text, stacks and tapes of like all all these all of these shows. Like yeah. you, you know VHS? You know VHS is just yes. yes. <laughs> I never uh, used it, but I know what it is. Right. So back in the day, I teach you. Back in the day we used to we used to think for VHS. But yeah, I've got stacks and stacks of these at home. Well yeah, yeah at home that I, that I tape record used to record. So as a real as a, as I say a geek. So this so Every single day since I was, since I was born, football was just on my on my mind, like in yeah. depth with regards to historical and current, etc. So, what I, I decided to do was launch a, um, a, fo a football. It's like a newsletter, a newsletter, yeah. a weekly newsletter on current and historical topics in football. But it's, it's from like yeah, from my my mad geeky football brain. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Of of of, of various topics. 
um, weekly. And and it's not only from me, it's going to be from other people in the game as well that are my friends, scouts, agents, from different perspectives. And, and I'm going to actually um, give, you know, subscribers opportunities to, to, to post some stuff as well, you know, integrated into, into, into my um, newsletter as well. So there'll be like interactive things going on um, for, for the followers of the newsletter. And the, football, the newsletter is called Football Geeks, like G-E-E-X. Com, so very so, cool. Love that. Yeah. How, how do people sign up to this newsletter, Damien? Yeah, if, if they go to footballgeeks.com, um, yeah. and then just all it is is just enter your email into it and yeah. you're subscribed, and then you get, you'll receive a weekly newsletter. It's, everything's free. It's just, as I said, it's like a be like a community. There must be like minded people like me out there, right? Do you know what I mean? It's just like all day, just think to have these mad thoughts of, um, you know, football intricacies all day. I, I, yeah. I, I hope. Yeah, of course. And, and I love the idea of it being uh, uh, by football geeks for football geeks. So, uh, Damien, right. I wish you I wish you the best of luck with that. And, um, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. And, and of course, to all of the Norwich City fans to address you now, a big thank you for watching and, and, and listening to this. Of course, if you have enjoyed it, give us a five star review on iTunes and, and a like on YouTube and a thumbs up somewhere else. And if you've uh, if you've got any questions or you've got any thoughts and feedback on this podcast with Damien Francis, tweet us at Talk Norwich City on social media and I'll share all of them as a thanks for your support. Damien, finally, there is only one thing left to say. What is that? On the ball, City. Come on.